Welcome to the Do Better podcast with your coach and host, me, Stevie Potter, helping you to go from feeling like a smashed packet of custard creams to being a superhuman. To find out where you are right now on the spectrum, go to our show notes and visit the Superhuman Scorecard and start changing your life today. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Do Better podcast. Um, A lot has been going on since I spoke to you last time. So you'll recall that last time I was here, I was gearing up for the European Championships in Munich, um, which was a really cool event. I'm back now. I I was a fleeting visit there. Um, But it was really cool because unlike any of the other events that I've done before, this one was kind of part of the bigger European Championships that was going on for all of the other the sports. So you had all the elite triathlons going on, um, but then you also had all the other sports. So we had rowing, which was lucky enough to go and see a little bit of the rowing because um, I wasn't staying far away from the regatta lake. Um, We had gymnastics, mountain biking, BMXing. Um, I saw some of the rock climbing as well, which is something I've never really kind of watched before. So that was quite cool. Um, And it was just really great to kind of be part of a bigger event because obviously going to these events, normally it's just triathlon that's going on. And it's it's really cool to be doing that because you go there and you've got people from all these other countries that you're racing against and everyone's kind of having a great time. You, you know, often get to kind of follow the pros around on their circuit as well. So we're often kind of racing at the same places as they are. And that's really cool. Um, sometimes get to chat to some of them and, and just see what they're doing, get, getting to see them race live as well, which is pretty um, spectacular, I have to say. Um, but yeah, so it was a really cool event, but it was just a bit, um, a bit disappointing because I had to come back really soon after my race. There was an issue with flights and unfortunately I had to be back in the surgery on Tuesday. So um, it was an early morning flight for me on the Monday, um, straight away after I raced. So I raced on the Sunday. So I didn't get to take much of the, many of the sights in of Munich. Um, and I wasn't feeling kind of tip top before the race and didn't want to be walking around loads anyway either. So so it was a bit of a fleeting visit and I, I didn't really get to see as much as I would have liked, but there was still some amazing uh, stuff going on and it was pretty cool to be a part of. So had a great time there and, and the racing was good, but I'm back now and that's the last kind of um, a broad trip that I need to make for the year, which is good. Um, Still a couple of races left on the calendar, but it's straight back to coaching and working away as I normally am and working with you guys as well. So we've had quite a few um, people pop up onto the radar who are new to the Do Better podcast. So welcome, um, because I know a lot of you have been taking the Superhuman scorecard. If you haven't, then go in and take that um, now. The link is in the show notes. Um, because that can help you to get started on your kind of journey to improving your health and fitness and getting a little bit closer to your own version of success as well. Um, and you can also use it to monitor where you where you are. So if you've taken it at the beginning um, and then maybe you've made some changes, maybe, you know, once a quarter, go back in and take the scorecard and see how you measure up to how, how you did when you originally took it. Um, I'd really recommend that you do that. Today, I wanted to talk to you about something, you know, these podcasts are always geared up towards things that people have spoken to me about and something that's come up quite a lot recently, um, both in conversations with me and also conversations that I've seen around in some of the forums that I'm a part of 
is about kind of prescriptive food planning, um, meal plans, that kind of thing. So when people come to me and, you know, a lot of the time, like I've said before, the first thing that people want to talk to me about is weight loss um, because people kind of equate that to health. And, you know, we've talked in previous episodes about how it's not necessarily weight loss that people want, but that's what they think they want. So most people will come to me to start with and say, look, I've put on a bit of weight. I'm not feeling my best. This is not how I want to feel. And I think if I I lose the weight, it's going to make me feel a bit better. Fine. And that might be the opening conversation. But what they'll then go on to say is what, you know, from a coaching point of view, I'll ask, what are your expectations of a coach? What is it that you want from coaching? What do you need from me? And sometimes the next kind of leap there is that, They'll come straight in and say, well, I need the accountability, which is absolutely great and really well identified. Uh, But also, uh, you know, I struggle with knowing what to eat. And so I'd like a meal plan that can tell me, you know, what three meals I should be eating every day to make it easier for me and what snacks I should be eating. And I kind of get a bit uh, disheartened at that point because... There are lots of people out there who will provide that service and there are nutritionists out there who um, are qualified to do these very prescriptive meal plans and they will fit exactly your macros, they will balance your micros, but I think that's A, incredibly difficult to do and B, it doesn't take into account your personal preferences and how you might be feeling on a given day, how things change for you um, and yeah, it's just, it takes the joy away from food and it also makes you very dependent because it means that you're always relying on somebody else to make what can be quite difficult choices for you. And so as a nutrition coach, um, it's not within my remit to be really, really prescriptive. So, you know, I can't physically come in and give you all those meal plans. And there are nutritionists and dietitians out there who can do that for you. So, you know, there is that service out there. But what I would encourage you to think about is how valuable that really is for you over the longer term. Because is it educating you to make the right choices for yourself? Is it helping you to adapt to the world around you, to lifestyle changes as and when they happen? Or is it just giving you recipes and, you know, is it one less thing that you've got to to worry about, which is great, but does it mean that you'll never be able to function without that? And... When I come to talk to people about nutrition, what we actually talk about is, you know, how do you create some rules for your own life based upon your own set of circumstances, based upon your your own parameters? How do we help you to learn enough about yourself that whatever environment you're put in, you know, maybe you're on holiday or you're going to stay with friends or, you know, you've got a night out. How do we put you in a position? How do we empower you enough to be able to, in those more difficult environments, make choices for yourself? Because you're not always going to be able to conform to a meal plan. Unless you're going to stay in, you're going to buy all the correct ingredients and you're going to follow that meal plan to the letter 100% of the time. You're not going to be able to stick to it all of the time. It's not realistic. So you need to learn how to make good choices and how to feel comfortable and how to feel in control of your diet and your health when you're not being conditioned and being coached by somebody else. And essentially, part of my job is to kind of do myself out of a job. Um, It's to educate you on how you can make these choices better. Now, obviously, as a performance coach, 
there's a lot of other bases that we cover. But obviously, nutrition's a massive one, and we know that. And that's what most people will come to me to talk about. And so, what I will start with is saying to people, you know, there are numerous ways that you can track what you eat and that you can start to understand it. So, you can look at the quantity of food that you're eating, and you can use calorie tracking to some degree to evaluate that. You can look at what you're eating in terms of the macronutrients, so the proteins, the fats, the carbohydrates. And again, you can use trackers to find that out. You can understand, you know, when you're more likely to be eating sweet, sugary things that maybe aren't as good for you by tracking things and diarizing things and looking at what you're actually eating and whether there's any patterns and habits. So there's lots of things that you can do just to analyze what you're doing at the moment. And when I'm working with clients, what we'll then do is look at those habits, look at those, um, maybe those macros and those calories, depending on what people want to achieve and look at how we can change them. But that doesn't mean, right, well, I've looked at your macros and your calories and your habits, and now here's a prescriptive meal plan. Because it just means that you're going to be stressing out about that the whole time. And I don't want you to feel like that. I want you to feel like you can go into the supermarket and know what ingredients you need to pick up to design the right diet to fit in with your lifestyle, to make you feel comfortable while still enjoying your food and seeing the results that you want to. And so while I think meal planning has a place, um, obviously, if you've got specific dietary requirements, if you are maybe having issues in terms of eating disorders and you're working with dietitians, then that might be the place that you need to be. But for all the rest of us, for all of us kind of everyday Joes, is meal planning really what we need? Is it good for us? And like I say, I think the answer is no, because also if I set your meal plan and I say, right, you've got to have grilled salmon, vegetables and rice for your dinner tomorrow and you get home from work tomorrow and you've had a really bad day at work and actually you don't want to eat that then have I given you enough autonomy to be able to choose something that's going to bring you the same benefits in terms of your physical health, but that is also going to help you deal with an emotionally stressful day? Because that's the other thing is that we try and get away from this emotional eating and we try and get away from, you know, oh, well, eating should just be about fuel and it should just be about health. And it's not. There's a lot of emotions tied up in eating. And that's where people struggle is because they try and block out the emotions and they try and make food very black and white. And that just isn't right. So what if I could give you the tools to make a good decision to avoid you kind of binge eating when you're in in an emotional state like that, but also help you to feed yourself um, and your physical health as well as your kind of mental state at that moment in time. And again, like I say, going on holiday, you know, I don't think anyone should be watching with any great detail what they're eating on holiday because you're there to enjoy yourself. But I will automatically make good choices. You know, I will still follow probably an 80-20 rule in terms of the amount of good and, you know, not so great choices for my health in terms of the food that I eat when I'm not at home. And that's just because I've been doing it so long and I know what makes me feel good. And when I go on holiday, if I just ate chips for seven days, chips and ice cream, (laughs) then I'm not going to feel great. But intuitively, I know what is going to make me feel good. And that just makes me kind of crave those things. You know, I want to eat all the colorful vegetables and all the different varieties of food. And people kind of disintuitive eating and they dis kind of, oh, well, you can't eat intuitively because, you know, that you don't know how many calories you're taking in. It's very easy to overeat. And I think in the beginning, yes, it is. And that's why I say to people, we need to document what you're eating in some kind of way, even if it's just pen and paper and, you know, a snapshot 
of what you're writing down in a diary of what you're eating, because that gives us a lot of information. And we need to look at that because we need that information so we know how to rewire your brain to get you thinking and listening to the signals that your brain and your gut are sending you, the signals that your body is sending you to say, I need to eat this. I need more of this nutrient. I need to eat less of this. I'm having too much of this. There are lots of cues that your body and your brain will give you that will help you to eat intuitively, but you can't just start off by doing that. And again, what meal planning takes away is it takes away that intuition. It's it's too prescriptive so that it takes away, it stops you from trying to listen to what your body's actually telling you. And it doesn't teach you how to do that. And what I think is far more valuable than just having, having a prescriptive meal plan. And like I say, I think there's a time and a place for it. And I think things, you know, having some generalized rules, like one of the ones that I always say is, Concentrate on having three good quality meals per day. And remember that snacks are not essential, but they can be used as fuel for things like heavy workouts. You know, that's a really good rule for a lot of my clients to have. You can create some rules like that, but when you start to do that, it starts to get you listening to what your body wants and how it's responding to those things. Meal planning doesn't do that. It doesn't make you think, do I actually need a snack now? Do I actually need to eat this much food? Do I actually need a bit more food? Do I need something different? Do I need to cut myself some slack? Would I actually like, you know, a big bowl of creamy pasta tonight? Would that be better for me than what I've got on the meal plan? Because that's the thing is that nutrition isn't all about, you know, this kind of clean eating and this orthorexia where we just avoid massive food groups and certain foods and ways of cooking. It's about embracing all of the amazing you know, tools, resources, cooking methods that we have to enjoy our food, to connect with the emotions, you know, the social life that's associated around food while still getting the benefits in our physical health. And it's a lot bigger picture than you need this to be this weight. And unfortunately, that is how black and white we treat food and drink. And we need to kind of change that way of thinking. So if you're somebody who's thinking, actually, I'm really struggling with my diet. What I really need is somebody to give me a meal plan so I just don't have to think about it. And I just, you know, I have the ingredients and the recipes and I just crack on and make them. Think about why that is. Food is a very scary place. The supermarket can be a very scary place. Sometimes it's not necessarily the knowledge. Sometimes we know we need to eat more veggies. We need to eat more food and we know exactly what we need to eat. And that is the case with a lot of my clients. But we actually have a lot going on around us. And so we're not making time to make the right decisions. And we're not making time to change our behavior. We're not thinking about what the underlying problems are and challenges are, which have stopped us from using the knowledge that we have to improve our health. And that's a really, really big one. And that's why we focus so heavily at the Wonder Clinic on all of the other stuff that's going around you. And that's why it's performance coaching. It's not just nutrition coaching because we're talking about what is holding you back from making the right choices. How are the choices you make with food and the rest of your lifestyle impacting everything else you do? You know? So if you're thinking about getting a meal plan, ask yourself why that is. Maybe think about whether you do or don't have the knowledge that you need and be honest about that. Is it is it an engagement thing? Is it an actionable thing? Are you not taking action? Or is it that you need more knowledge and information? And 
you know, if you think actually I only want a meal plan because it makes it easier, but I can see that longer term, that's not really going to help me. And what I would love to be able to do is I would love to be able to feel good about food, have a good relationship with it and make the right choices wherever I am in whatever situation I'm in. Um, then maybe, you know, steer clear of that kind of meal planning and think more about nutrition coaching. Think more about all the other stuff that's going on and how food is just one part of your life and that it shouldn't be controlling everything and actually being really prescriptive with it kind of makes those problems worse sometimes. So just a little tidbit this week on um, meal planning. And, and like I say, I've seen a lot of kind of comments out there asking people to do meal plans for them because they're just struggling with it. And, and it is a struggle. And we live in a world where we have way too much choice. But I think what we need to learn to do is rather than have that choice taken away, we need to understand how to make the right choices because, you know, the world's not getting any smaller. Um, It's not going to get any easier. And you can either have somebody for the rest of your life plan out all the meals that you're going to eat, or you can actually learn how to make the right choices yourself, um, which is going to involve some kind of meal planning on your part to a certain degree but will also give you far more flexibility and far more fun and joy at the end of the day um, and possibly nourish your health better because we are starting to realize how we are all individuals and there is no one size fits all plan. And you can't even, you know, you can't look at somebody and go, they're, do this mu- they're doing this much exercise, so these are the, the number of calories and macros they need. You can't even do that because different people will metabolize different foods according to their gut microbiome and things like that. And we're only starting to scratch the surface of that now, but it's, it's all very exciting. And the world of individualized nutrition is really starting to come alive right now. And it doesn't involve meal plans. Um, that's the most exciting thing about it. It involves eating what's right for you at the right time. So without the pun, food for thought, um, If you would like to talk any more about nutrition coaching, um, then like I say, you know how to get hold of me. Um, All of my details are in the the outro of the podcast today. Um, Hopefully I'll be catching up with you all again soon. In the meantime, if anybody has anything specific that they'd like me to discuss on the podcast, then send me over your ideas. Um, And if you want to get touched, just listen to the end of the show. And hopefully I'll catch up with you all again next week for listening to the do better podcast i hope you enjoyed the show you can connect with me and learn more about how you can become a happier healthier and more successful superhuman by contacting me at stevie potter at the following stevie's wonder clinic on instagram and heading to our website the and you can get started on your journey today by completing the superhuman scorecard via the link in the show notes i hope to see you all soon